new me. First, sexy me. First podcast of a new decade, and that's yeah. how you want to come in? Yeah. Sexy Dale. Sexy Dale. Not Energetic Dale. Well, it's late we're night sexy like, podcast. We're not going to fuck up this entire decade with a high-energy podcast just right out the gate like, holy fuck. Yeah, 2020. Woo! New decade. <laughs> What's up? Do you, would you rather like that? I don't know. No, I, I mean, I guess if so... Ever, so I've seen everyone posting on like Instagram or wherever yeah. the fuck. They're like picking like one word to define their next decade. The next decade coming up is like this is like your vision statement. Your vision word for the 2020s is going to be sexy. No, sexy Dale. No, it's not going to be sexy Dale. Sexy. It's going to be going to be like a hyphenated word. No, what? Well, yeah, Can it just say that. old man Dale? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I felt old for a couple of years now, and I'm ready to just fucking hit that Walker assisted stride into old man Dale, where I wear like bowling shirts and like f- fart in public and like. I mean, <laughs> wear obnoxious sh- clothes. I feel like you're also describing 16 year old Dale because right <laughs> he yeah. did all of those things as well. Yeah, I feel like maybe old man Dale is just. Uh, Kind of the greatest hits of the younger obnoxious Dale, whereas I just don't have the energy or social empathy to care about what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't want. I want it to be positive. Got pick a word. Maybe <sighs> dedicated. All right. I'm gonna try to dedicate myself to things more because I've noticed in the past I've half-assed things a lot, and I guess you could say it's a good thing because I did a lot of research for this podcast. <laughs> Look at it, kicking off like I the kinda, new decade. Like I was like, yeah, I'll check some lists. I'll see what happened. And then I just totally nerded out. And it's just like went down the rabbit hole. I checked. Okay, so I did only check top story lists for the decade, but I checked at least 10, which is at least twice as many as I would have when I was undedicated. It was wild doing research for this episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, hi, everyone. Welcome to Outreach Factory, <laughs> the podcast where we look at things that made people mad online. Uh, and explain why they're dumb for caring. This is our kickoff episode for the 2020s. Yeah. We are recording our first episode on, what is it, January 5th? Yeah. Today? First uh, episode in like a month. First episode in a month. We took a month off. We're feeling refreshed. We decided that we would, uh, initially we were going to stop and take a look back at the previous year, which is what we've done yeah. uh, on other start of year episodes. Yeah. But then we were like, holy fuck. It's the start of a new decade. Let's look at back at how internet outrage has like morphed over the past decade. But yeah. also at like in doing research for this, some of the some of the stories I came came across, I was like, "There's no fucking way that's happened in like the past ten years." Like that feels like it was light years ago. Yeah. Uh, and lo and behold, it, I gotta it say. Was. Scientifically speaking, this last decade is the longest decade that's ever happened. Because, like, I was looking, like, you, I was looking through, and like, a couple things, like, Obama was president for six years of the last decade. That's more than half, and that doesn't seem right. I feel like the last decade probably aged everyone about forty years. Yeah, like children are going to be graduating high school just directly into middle age because they've (laughs) aged so rapidly. From yeah, the past true. decade. Yeah. Uh, and it just blows my fucking mind. Dale, before we get into that, how yeah. was your your New Year's, your holidays, all that shit? Oh, it's good. I uh, I did that thing where we went to Alberta, to Edmonton, to see my mom and my sister and Andrea's parents. And 
I did that thing where it's like you go see what real winter is like and then you come back and then you pretend like we live in Vancouver. So we have to pretend that the rain is just terrible and it makes us all sad. I do miss so that. that People won't get jealous when they're going through that bullshit real Canadian winter. Like the coldest has been in Vancouver this year so far is minus three. And it was like almost minus 20 when I was in Edmonton. And then you went to Salmon Arm. And then, oh, I saw my brother too in Greenrod. It wasn't really wintry there. They had snow. <laughs> but they got some more snow. Well, they got, then. and that's the thing. We we were there uh, basically until the day before New Year's Eve, and then yeah. we drove back, and that was the day that they just got like totally fucked. So I was like, oh, I get to go to Salmon Arm and like experience real winter. Yeah. It wasn't that cold. There wasn't that much snow, uh, and then they got like just fucking brutalized with snow as we left. Yeah, uh, was so that, I still didn't get an actual. Did winter. they get one storm or two? I, I think it was just like one continuous one for like 36 hours, but it was like, uh, I got a series of increasingly angry text messages from my father because like trees were collapsing in his front yard and like dragging power lines down. Uh, and they were worried yeah. that like it was going to, one was going to fall under their house and like devastate it. As, uh, uh as like, uh, previously stated how I'm going to embrace my old madness. I do appreciate your dad's just outright anger at the weather and just kind of like letting everybody know how mad he is because he can't like tell the weather directly that it's pissing off. It's one of those things where it's like, because a lot of time you can bitch at, you know, a sports team. Yeah. You can bitch to the government. Yeah. Like weather, what are you going to do? You're going to bitch at a government probably and be like, hey, why haven't you invented a weather control device yet so that I don't have to deal with this bullshit? Or the classic, you're mishandling your response to these weather conditions. Yes, which he did. He did. You had no way to know about. (laughs) He did. Yeah. These these weather conditions that aren't regular for this time of year, you should have foreseen this happening and had a better response time to make my life more easy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, one thing I want to say in researching this. So I kind of did a thing where I used to be doing a daily day. I do like something artistic every day, but I quit doing that. And because I felt like it was taking up too much time. And one of the side effects was I got to do more research on a daily basis for this. And I just wanted to say, Derek, I'm very grateful that I get to host a podcast with you and we get to like do pretend journalism because I was like reading through all these stuff and like researching and be like, Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to talk about this. This is awesome. Like at the start of the decade, we didn't have like this outlet where we got to be like, Hey, this is what everybody's talking about. This is our opinion on it. And sure. We're not super famous and we don't get a bunch of money, but it still feels good to do it and have this outlet. We don't get any money. I want to make that abundantly clear. We, we, uh, we take a loss, I think, on this podcast. Yeah, but the only loss is our time and the hosting. So, like, I mean, our yeah. spare time, is, it's worth something. Yeah, but not that Not that not much. That much. Not, not, not enough to cry about, but, I mean, it would be nice to be rich. Oh, damn, we lost some patrons. <laughs> Did we lose patrons? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But you never made them pay. So. I know. So why? <laughs> they were like, they were probably like, oh, maybe in the new year they're actually going to turn Patreon on and I don't really want to pay. Or maybe it doesn't renew in the new year or everybody's credit cards um, fucking expired and then 
they didn't want to put in a new credit card. But if you were one of our patrons on Patreon, thank you. Uh, we never really turned it on. I think we turned it on, what, like three times? Because that's another thing. We're like – that's like, I feel like that's a Gen Xer streak in us because we feel guilty charging people for the stuff we do. Like the millennial streak is we're actually doing this and we're proud of it. But the Gen Xer like underachiever thing is like I don't really want to charge our friends. Well, I don't think like – uh, we're not really offering anything of value. Uh, apologies to those of you who were on the fence about donating to it. It's not like if you're a Patreon and donating to us, you get any additional. Some, oh, yeah. some podcasts are really good at like doing like unique content for yeah, their subscribers. Yeah, those podcasts don't really have day jobs though. Yeah, I like I think they just do that. Like I mean if we could – quit our day jobs, I would give you so much extra Patreon It's kind of like a chicken and egg thing, though, right? Like, do we mm-hmm. just quit our day jobs tomorrow and devote our lives to this podcast, or... I'd say no. Yeah, I mean, I like eating and I having mean, I a don't, place to live. I don't want to do that broke thing uh, I enjoy, at 40. I enjoy like, not being home. I finally feel like I'm not quite treading water furiously just to keep my head above water. I definitely don't want to just quit that and start over. My intention word for 2020s is homeless. <laughs> I'm going to quit and be a full-time content creator. Here we know. go. Do you see what happened in Oppenheimer Park? They're like killing each other again. Are so, they? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Someone died. I don't know if it was like a fatal attack or a drug overdose. I mean, overdose is usually pretty I mean, we should back, probably but. not talk about that because people who aren't in Vancouver. Okay, so Oppenheimer Park is the tent city where all the homeless people are living right now in Vancouver. I guess that was pretty easy to describe, actually. So we should That's, probably... You just described it. That's we should, it probably start talking about the decade before world war three actually happens and we all get blown up right should we what do you want to start no i'm just saying we should probably start because we're all gonna die because of trump so we should probably start to get it over with in case stuff blows up yeah yeah which by the way i thought that was supposed to have already have happened like everyone's like oh my god he killed that guy who looks like the bad guy from an 80s movie, and now we're all going to die. Why don't we... So we'll get there. Why don't we start... Let's take it way, way back. Let's jump in the way, way back machine. To a bunch of shit that you probably don't even remember happened this decade. Yeah, okay. So I made a list, year-by-year breakdown of the... um, I'm going to say most important things, because there's also a couple things that were like, like... foreign stuff that I didn't really feel like having to learn about now. So skip the royal weddings. There was two. There's a couple of royal babies we don't want to talk about. I mean, it, once once we got over the whole Diana thing, I mean, like, do we care about her kids that much? Like, obviously we care, but we don't really care. I mean, there was that whole social outrage about the Meghan Markle Harry wedding, but that was stupid and... Yeah, so that's probably more than we should have talked about the royal weddings anyway. So let's go to 2010, and pretty much we started the decade. Dale and I were fresh-faced 30-year-olds. Yeah, I was 30. You were 29. 29. Oh, my God. We were so young and naive back then. I'm not going to say I was full of life, but I probably already had a pretty big chip on my shoulder. Uh, I was moving from Kamloops to back to Calgary for the second time. Uh, I think my dad died around then. 
I probably should have looked that up exactly when he died. Two thousand. It was in the past decade for sure. Yeah, it, it was. It was before. right around then because he died when I lived in Kamloops, and I lived in Cam. I left Kamloops in two thousand ten. So I think it was around that. Anyway, so that's how the decade started for me personally. You were in uh, Vancouver. I had just called off. Uh, a wedding to a person I did not actually want to marry very much. Does she listen to this? No. Okay. Uh, we are still, like, fr- we're friendly. Yeah. She doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't think she knows what a podcast is. Um, which is, like, further proof that I did, made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's, I, I'm still friends with her, too. She's fine. She's a perfectly nice person. Not yeah. right for me at all. Um, so I just called She off. also did beat you getting married, though, because she married someone else two, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. So good, so, good for her. Yeah. I had a baby first, so. Well, she got. Up yours. I'd like to say you both got over it because you had a baby. She got married to someone else. Yeah. I immediately, so I called off the wedding, broken up with her, immediately started dating. Like, I'm talking two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not, let's not. All right, you could, I'll, I'll let you dig your own hole. Why? Why? Just talk about how soon after your like immediately, yeah. And it was uh, a girl who I worked with who was like twenty two at the time. Oh yeah, this was twenty two. I do want to point out that I I uh, credit this woman with getting you to dress nicer. She she did yeah. She did have you know overall a positive impact on my life. But this was like this was a rebound that I jumped into. So yeah. I just. Called off my engagement, broken up with a girl I've been dating for eight years, turned around uh, and started hooking up with this 22-year-old who I was dating with uh, and um, turned what should have been like a quick fling rebound into like a fucking four-year relationship. Oh, that's that's Derek all over it, though. Yeah, it was. I had a dead-end job that I did not like very much. Which job was that? uh, That was when I was working at uh, the online... Uh, contact lens retailer. Okay, yeah. Not going to name them just in case they ever want to throw some sponsorship dollars our way. That'd be a good sponsor because um, I still buy my glasses. That was me. a job I quit by basically writing a company-wide. I drafted like a four-page email detailing my numerous grievances with the company uh, <laughs> and then sent it to the entire company. Uh, oh, my God. If there's like anything, scorched earth and walked out. If there's anything that encapsulates 30-year-old Derek, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Oh, wait. I mean, she worked at the same company. She right? did work at the same. Did company. that get that her fired? We no, they oh. uh, they called her in uh, immediately after. Yeah, uh, I because I just sent the email, packed up my ship, walked out, uh, knew that I would like never hear from anyone ever yeah. again. Uh, and they called her into the office and they were like, "So what's going on here?" And she was like, "Well, I want to keep working here." And they were like, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> uh, but that was like that was basically me in a nutshell. I was I was unsatisfied with my job, my career yeah. prospects. I was unsatisfied with my relationship. Thirty year old me. Uh, hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thirty years old and you're unsatisfied with those things, well, let me tell you. It gets slightly better, <laughs> but not a lot. It gets just, just slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's where a 30-year-old Derek was. I think I was like mostly poor, living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, drinking too much. Significantly. I think we were both drinking too much at that point. I was, as career-wise, I was still a graphic designer. I had been laid off from Kamloops this week and told that even if, there was like I got laid off because there was a slowdown 
in the newspaper industry, as you might imagine. 2010, man. Uh, and they told me that if it's if it picked back up and my position became available again, they wouldn't consider me for it anyway. So I was like, well, shit. So I went back to the Calgary Sun. Like, I got my old job back, and I was like, fuck, I'll just move back to Calgary. And then I worked there for a bit. So, which, that job, too, was... It was I kind of felt weird because it's like I liked... Being a professional graphic designer, getting paid like not probably not enough to do graphic design because that was that thing where people are like, do what you love and it won't feel like work. And I just want to tell you, I loved it and it still felt like work because there's still people telling you what to do and when you have to do it and how long you have to do it for. And then they give you money. I don't know. You never get paid enough, right? Like as soon as you get a pay raise, you're like, Oh, this is totally enough money, and then you get used to it. You're like, oh, I want some more money. Well, that's the thing. You just uh, you adjust your yeah. your standard of living to yeah. Like I, I and I would hope most people do this. I know I definitely do. I'm always yeah. living like slightly beyond my means. So if yeah. I start getting paid more, I just start spending more. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, well, why am I still living paycheck to paycheck? <laughs> I make a pretty decent wage. It turns out it's because I just buy yeah. a bunch of useless shit I don't actually Like, need. I think back to what I was making then, and if I could survive on that wage, and I'm like, definitely not. So, yeah, it eventually came to a head, like, that whole feeling like this is going to go away because the newspaper industry is disappearing, and there's just rounds of layoffs, like, every couple months, and it just, it just felt like a temporary position that was only a matter of time. So that's when, and then in 2013, I quit... And I became a welder, and I've been doing that for six years now, six and a half. You seem much happier as a welder than you did as a graphic designer. Right? I'm very much, very mucho surprised at how much I actually like welding because I went into it because I was like, I just got to make more money so life is easier to pay my bills and stuff. I know it's going to suck. I'm probably going to hate it. But then it turns out I really enjoy building stuff with my hands and I don't even mind lighting myself on fire occasionally because it's just like it's very cathartic process to like smash it with sledgehammers and weld shit together and build shit and wreck shit. It's like I never pictured myself as like a manly man. And I'm sure all definitely the still do not think of you as that. Yeah, at but all. I, And all the people I work with don't picture me that as. But I do like it is weird when I think about the job I do because it's a manly man job. But I still don't feel like a manly man. Should I say manly man a couple more times? You can. Yeah. So you left off in 2010. So you – when did you get into um, – what is your what is your position? Community management? No. So I got um, – so my first we, – we can talk about the career shit after. But uh, my first taste of like um, digital marketing I guess yeah. kind of came at that – uh, online contact lens retailer. Oh, yeah. And then my next job after that, I want to say it was like my first job in marketing for a, uh, tech startup. Yeah. And so that would have been like, yeah, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. um, started doing that. Fucking loved it. Maybe even a little later than that. No, it would have been around 2011. Um, fucking loved, loved it, fell in love with it. And then just kind of worked in, yeah. Various tech jobs after that. So that's us. That's where we were in 2010. Yeah. Okay. How, how, 
Show me how much time we're into this podcast. Oh, we're 20 minutes. Okay. We're doing, so, we're doing great in our effort. We have not even cracked the first year of the 2010s. Yeah. So we're 20 minutes into the podcast. Dale, and it's, what happened in 2010? Okay, so 2010, Deepwater Horizon. Blow our minds. That was so long ago that not very many people remember what happened. So Deepwater Horizon was... <clears throat> What are they called? Like oil derricks? Or are they still called that? Or are they called like... They're just those huge like, fucking uh, drilling rigs. Yeah, so it's a drilling rig in the Gulf of Mexico owned by BP Oil. And it explodes. And then the pipe comes out of the hole. I'm not I'm not an oil scientist, even though I'm a welder. I don't know much about this. So what happens is the above water oil drilling platform explodes and it's on fire. I think they made a movie of it, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, so, they, so watch the movie. Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, the movie will explain it better than me. But what happened was the pipe came out of the hole and the oil just started shooting into the Gulf of Mexico and it was this huge disaster and it took them forever to plug it and then everybody's like, oh my God, BP is so evil. We should definitely make them pay for all this fixing up stuff and destroy them as a company, but they're still around. Yeah, well, yeah, they're fucking, they're fucking oil company. Like, they're a petroleum company. Yeah, so, they're like a British oil company, though, so we don't really know how big they are because we don't see their name every day. Like, to us, the biggest oil companies are like Esso and Shell because we're in Canada. BP owns Shell. Do they? Yeah. Oh, wow, they're huge then. Hold on. Okay. And then, uh, do, you wanna, do you want me to keep going or do you want me to wait for you? Did anybody die? Huh. Fuck. Maybe not. I was Maybe. just bragging about all this research I did, and I'm like, yeah, I, I totally researched when Deepwater Horizon happened, but <coughs> I didn't learn how the oil rigging thing works with the pipe that goes into the bottom of the ocean. Uh, BP, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Deepwater Horizon offshore drilling rig exploded basically blew apart like all the fail safes and just left this gaping hole in the ocean floor <laughs> that flooded. <laughs> I like how we just talked about how much time has passed this decade, how old we were when he started, how I'm an old man now, but you say gaping hole. A gaping oily hole <laughs> in the bottom of the wet ocean, flooding, squirting, <laughs> squirting hot oil. Uh, it fucked up the Gulf. For, I, I think the Gulf is still kind of reeling from yeah. that whole thing. Uh, and and that it was made everybody in Florida crazy people. I'm going to blame it on that. Let's say that. Let's say that everybody, like the Florida man guy, that's all because of BP oil. Yeah. It's it all be. their fault. Um, but it, I'm trying to find numbers is that, here. Is that slander or is that just like no, social that. commentary? Yeah, social What's commentary. What's the thin line? All right. Um, yeah. Just give me how much fucking... Oil was jizzed out into the ocean. This number has to exist somewhere. I'd imagine that BP has probably scrubbed that number off of the internet. Conspiracy theory alert. We cannot find how many gallons of oil were spilled into the Gulf of Mexico by BP's Deep Horizon oil platform because big oil. Uh, Oh, leaked an estimated 3.19 million barrels of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. I'm going to be that guy. Why the fuck do they keep saying barrels? It says over 130 million gallons. How many liters 
how many liters are in a barrel? Is it 80? Well, there's four liters in a gallon. How many gallons is a barrel? Uh, 20? How many gallons in a barrel because of oil? Because I feel like they say... 42 bar- gallons in a barrel. Wow, so it's 160 liters-ish. Okay. I feel like they say barrels so that it kind of uh, doesn't give you a concrete idea of how much oil it is. Because they say like, they're like blah, 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 million barrels. You're like, wow, I guess that's a lot. But if they're like this many specific liters, we'd be like, holy shit, that's so much. Yeah. 510 million liters of oil. See, that sounds a lot worse than blah, 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 barrels. Which is why they call it barrels. Uh, I'm surprised. And like, so... Part of the purpose of this podcast is to look at these things like at the time where everyone lost their fucking minds. Yeah. And they were like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. And it was. It was really bad. It was like that Saved by the Bell episode with the fucking little Becky the Duck that gets covered in oil uh, because they drill for oil at Bayside High and all that horrible shit happens. And what was it like three or four years later it's basically just scrubbed from everyone's consciousness and now we're like you know you have people fighting over fucking like trans mountain pipeline and you have people fighting over keystone pipeline and you have like tons of oil spills that have happened since then and nobody even really remembers that this Mm -hmm. thing happened until you're doing research for a podcast that you host yeah so i guess to put it into modern terms people were about half as outraged as they were about plastic straws yeah is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, even adjusting for recency bias, which yeah. is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. were really mad about the straws. Yeah. Uh, people were outraged at the time about the 510 million liters of mm-hmm. oil flooding into the Gulf of Mexico. But I think what saved them was they're like, we're trying. And then they, they, they like on the news, they showed this hilarious like video of like a submarine with this claw trying to stick like a pipe in the hole and it just uns- it just was not happening and they're like see we're trying we're trying to plug this hole and then we all were little boys and laughed about it and then forgot about it because also that year there was the Haitian earthquake mm-hmm. and the Icelandic uh, volcanic eruption I'm not really going to talk about that but those things help you forget and uh, back home in Vancouver Olympic gold medal 2010 in hockey. Well, we also we host we just we hosted the Olympics. Yeah, I was in Calgary, so right that wasn't that was a big thing here. I got drunk for two weeks straight. Uh, There were a lot of people in the city, and this was another one of those things where everyone was like, "Ah, "Fuck the Olympics! It's going to cost a lot of taxpayer money for Mm. nothing." Uh, It ended up being like a pretty dope two week long party. I mean, we still have that sculpture, the like Olympic. Cauldron? Is that what it's called? Yeah, we, we still have that. We light yeah. it occasionally for special events. Yeah. Uh, but there was, like, no real, like, massive fallout. I think they built, like, all the... They built the Athletes' Village uh, in False Creek, and everyone was like, well, what the fuck are we going to do with these? And they sold them as condos, and people are living there now. It's oh, like yeah. a thriving little community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just remember it being a fucking great time. Uh, yeah. Again, all the naysayers in 2010 can suck my Olympic-loving dick because it was a really cool event, uh, a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, and, and people were like, they're going to get rid of the homeless people and scrub them so people don't see them and pretend it's not a problem. But guess what? The homeless people are back. It's like it never happened. It's yeah. Like, it's like they ne- – so basically what they did was 
the problem parts of the homeless Hastings Street got pushed east two blocks and now the disgusting part of Hastings starts a little bit later. Like they cleaned up a bit of Gastown for a couple blocks, made it all touristy and expensive and yeah. So yeah. And the, I mean, ask anyone, I mean, Kate's been in town visiting for two weeks. She's definitely noticed that there are still homeless people in Vancouver. Oh yeah. Like Vancouver's still synonymous with how disgusting the Lower East Side is and the aforementioned Oppenheimer Park. So, uh, you know what else happened in uh, 2010? What's that, Dale? The Chilean mining disaster. Oh, shit. Basically, yeah, remember that? Like, that was big news. So, uh, was it 53 Chilean miners got caught? 33. In a, 33 Chilean miners got caught in a cave-in, and then uh, they were doing, they were like sending them food and water down a tube, and then it took up a couple months to get out, and it was a real nice feel-good story for everybody. We didn't talk about how they went crazy and were probably smooching on each other's necks because they were just dudes stuck in a hole and it doesn't count if you're down in a hole. And I will never understand what it is with people's obsession with people trapped in holes. Like, one, everybody is slightly claustrophobic. And you put yourself in that situation and you're like, oh, fuck, I would... I would probably break my own neck with my bare hands so that I didn't have to live through that. Like, I can't even think about what I would do if I was trapped underwater, underground. Like, I'm, I'd say, like, I'm mildly claustrophobic. Like, I don't like being in tight spaces. But if I was underground in a mine and I got trapped there, I would... I would be like, you know how in horror movies and disaster movies, there's always the first guy who goes crazy... That'd be Dale. Dale would be like the first guy who goes crazy and then the hero knocks him out and then he's like always like um, citing like lower morale because I'm always talking crazy and how we're all going to die. I think that's why everybody's like so infatuated with people stuck in holes as a guess. I just like any other situation. Like if you had like 30 people – I don't know, trapped in a burning building or like stuck in an elevator. It's like nothing really grabs people's attention. But the second you're like, oh, there's a child in this well or there's these trapped miners. People are like fucking riveted by it. I think another thing too is the longevity of it. Because like I said, these guys were down there for months. And if there's like a burning building, that's like what, two days of drama and then it's over one way or the other. And, like, people in an elevator. It's like you get everybody out, but, like, with with people stuck in a hole, you have to dig down. I guess it would be, like, if there was a problem with the space station, that would be, like, enthralling, too, because it would take a while to, like, launch shit up there to get them and stuff. And then uh, the final thing for 2010 is the Arab Spring protests. Uh, technically, this is more of a 2000. An 11 thing because that's when it all when most of the stuff happened but in at the end I think it was December 17th 2010 a Tunisian is that how you say that in Tunisia a Tunisian uh, fruit seller who owned a fruit cart self-emulated that's my big word for the podcast burned himself means he started himself on fire because 
of corruption. Because <laughs> of like government corruption, they would take bribes from him. They demand bribes and they'd like steal his inventory. And he was so fed up with it, he lit himself on fire. And then everybody said, what the fuck? And they all started rioting and protesting in Tunisia. And within a month, that government fell. And then this also affected North Africa and Egypt and, uh, so that set off the dominoes. And this was like, this was one of the early instances of like people harnessing the power of social mm. media to really amplify this message. And this was before, this was probably like six years before people just started using social media to scream at each other yeah. for having different opinions. This was back when early adopters still had it. So they were using it instead of abusing it. Mm. Nice, yeah. Dale. Um, but yeah, so we saw, uh, this was, uh, what was the, what was the leader of, um, this event, this led to the 30 year dictator of Egypt being overtaken. Uh, um, Mubarak. No, that was the leader of Libya. Cause I always got those confused too. Like I thought Mubarak was the leader of Egypt, Egypt, but was he? Yeah. Was he not? No, I'm pretty sure Mubarak was Libya. No, he was the president of... Leader of Egypt 2000. Good thing we did all this research. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Hosni Mubarak. Who was I thinking of? No idea. Because the guy, the leader of Libya was the guy that they drug out and, like, stuck a rifle up his ass and, like, murdered him brutally on live TV. What? Don't you remember that? No. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that was the Libyan president. I mean, all right. Instead of uh, putting uh, exclamation marks on how little Dale knows about foreign policy, we're just going to move on to 2011. All right. Dale, so, what happened in 2011? Well, the greatest thing the U.S. President Barack Obama ever did happen. They killed Osama bin Laden and ended all terrorism. They did it. Yeah. Way to go. We have not seen any terrorism. It's weird to think that terrorism died in 2011. Like, they just killed him and what was it, Al Qaeda? Uh, Al Al Qaeda, yeah. Yeah, they just, they're gone. They disappeared? Yeah, and then, I don't know, some other. No, we have seen nothing else. ISIL. We have have not seen anything else rise to fill that vacuum. We just, by killing Osama bin Laden, terrorism was solved forever. Yeah. And now we all got to live in peace. And a lot of people say that when Barack Obama single-handedly murdered Osama bin Laden with his bare hands, actually it was SEAL Team 6, that was what got him reelected in 2012. Could be. And some are saying that's why Trump killed this other guy that I forgot his name of, just so that he could get it. I mean, it's definitely why he did it. So the easiest way for a sitting American president to boost their approval rating, yeah, is to go kill a bad guy. Well, just be at war with someone. Yeah, like if 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 you're at war with an yeah. enemy. People, yeah. no matter how much they fucking hate you, yeah. feel compelled to rally around you because it's like, oh, who would you rather side with right now? Iran or Donald Trump, who's shitty, but yeah. at least he's still American. Yeah, he's not the obvious bad guy like Iran. Like they're saying this guy's like so bad and all this stuff. And you're like, well, Trump's bad, but he's just obnoxious and says dumb stuff. This guy like has secret squads that kill people. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to be... With the bad guy who's white, or do you want to be with the bad guy who's brown? And I bet you most Americans would say 
the bad white guy. Yeah, because you also don't want to like switch guys on your team because like you're like, well, we're at war. He kind of knows what's going on, even though it's Trump. So he probably doesn't know everything going on. You don't want to just switch captains and start over with a new guy to play catch up in the middle of a war. Yeah. Plus, I know what flag is on my passport. It's Canada. So I have no horse in any of these races. Well, actually. What? We're, uh. We're default on America's side, no matter what happens. Yeah, but even then, so it's been really actually kind of interesting because yeah. Kate's been here for two weeks, yeah. and like watching her reaction to the Iran thing. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm trying to be like, well, from an objective point of view, where I'm not just like taking the American view. It's yeah. like the U.S. has been fucking around in the Middle East for a really long time. Yeah, and like. It's basically U.S. foreign policy to keep the Middle East as destabilized as possible. Yeah. Like, that's been, it's been like 30 years of that, 40 years, possibly longer. Uh, But that's when I started paying attention, at least. Um, And it's just like, is is Iran that bad? I don't know, because I'm with you. I'm like, I feel like they're messing around too much, but then... I saw a couple posts where where it, the underlying thing was you shouldn't have killed this guy because now it's going to get scary because this guy was super bad and he did all these bad things and you're going to trigger the wrath. And then it's like, but that means he was a bad guy, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's – so my other thing is that like – there are lots of fucking bad guys all over the world. In Cody's China. still out there. Yeah, I mean we didn't get Cody. Oh, yeah. 2012, Cody, Cody. Uh, we, we could have worked him into this. I mean, why we can't. Was it not on any of the lists I read? Weird that that wasn't a major uh, it's news probably story. Because the guy masturbated and then nobody cared. Yeah, They're but like, there there are lots of like U.S. Uh, puppet dictators that are like super shitty and disregard human rights. Saudi Arabia fucking is like oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia is the worst. The the actual worst. The worst. But nobody's like, hey, let's go to war with Saudi Arabia because they're friendly with the United States, right? Yeah. So I mean, the United States doesn't give a fuck how bad people are. They give a fuck yeah. about whether what they want is in that country or whether they can achieve their objectives by fucking with that country. Yeah. Or in this one case, when they killed Osama bin Laden and finally got revenge for the terrorist attack that had taken place 10 years earlier. Oh, fuck. I also, sorry, I just remembered something that. Oh, wait. Saddam Hussein died before the decade, didn't he? Mm, yeah, he was. Yeah, 2006. Okay. Way before. I don't know why I thought he died later. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Next is. Probably the worst shooting that has ever happened, and I'm not even talking about the American high school shootings and all those mass shootings. So, uh, what was his name? Brevik? A- Anders Breivik? Yeah, an extreme right wing. Extreme right wing, was it Sweden or Switzerland? No, uh, Norway. Oh, yeah. An extreme right Norwegian who took, uh, he. His whole, he said his motive for the whole shooting was he didn't like the way the immigration policy of Norway was being treated and he felt like they were letting in too many people from the Middle East. So, this is pretty much the worst shooting and the worst racial uh, shooting ever. So, he set off a bomb 
at a government agency which killed eight people. And then he went to a nearby little island where there was like a political camp out. Yeah, it was like a children's – it was a children's um, – a political children's camp. It was like the youth wing of this political party in Norway. Yeah. But it took place on this island mm-hmm. uh, and he fucking rented a boat or something, took a bunch of guns out to this island and just started like murdering kids. He killed 69 of them. 69. Can't even make the obvious 69 joke because we're talking it's about dead so children. so terrible. And – yeah, and the reason he did it was he wanted to make the people who were responsible for foreign policy for Norway pay by hurting their kids. And I don't know, I think they probably – the message got lost because nobody's going to listen to him because he's obviously a crazy person. Well, that's the fucked up thing. So at the time, like you read this guy's manifesto and you were like, wow, this guy has some really toxic views about like yeah. Muslims and fucking immigrate. Like he was like very far right. And yeah. then now you kind of look at what a lot of like mainstream platform people are saying, like Alex yeah. Jones and fucking uh, Tommy Lauren and I don't know, fucking like a lot of people on the right wing in the U.S. And they're yeah, not all the too- anti-immigration and like Syrian refugee crisis. Like all the people who didn't want Syrian people, refugees to come in are kind of looking at this. And dare I say one of the reasons why Brexit happened was because of views like this. Because they didn't want people, immigrants to just cross lines and work and take their jobs. So yeah, that happened. That was terrible. And then... uh Fukushima happened, another yeah, the, natural the, disaster. So that was the Japanese earthquake. Yeah. Tsunami, earthquake, into then, a tsunami, into a nuclear reactor. Yeah. Which was the fucking trifecta. That, yeah. was a, that was a big one. It's basically the plot of Godzilla where a natural disaster happens in Japan and then it fucks with a nuclear reactor and then radiation just gets into the water. And then like, but there's no sea monster this time. It's just every, the whole world gets a little bit more radiated. It's not really much you could say about that because there was no real social outcry about that. It was just like, uh, everybody was like, well, this is fucking terrible. And, uh, yeah. One good thing though is, uh, one heart touching thing. Heart touching? Yeah, that's right. It touched, um, touch your heart. What, what happened was there was a whole bunch of elderly almost retired workers in who worked at the Fukushima plant and they all volunteered to go work on the radiated 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 areas knowing that they would it would be certain death for them so that all the young guys didn't have to go because they're like we're old we're going to die anyway and it's just that's not heart touching. These That's guys very went hard to like touching. instant cancer and death. Yeah, but they did it for such honorable means because they wanted the young guys to have better lives. And I'm still young enough where I'm not going to be the guy volunteering. I'm still going to be the guy who doesn't have to go and die. Yeah, so but at some point nice. this decade, you're going to be the guy who has to go and die so that a young guy cannot get irradiated balls. Well, when that happens, it will be a different outlook for me. But right now, it's very sad and touching. Uh, and then uh, we're going to close out 2011 with Occupy Wall Street. Which, again, we solved wealth distribution. Yeah. So funny personal note, uh, I was still – obviously I was still at the um, 
newspaper, but I was in the editorial department. Like when I was back when I was talking about going to back to the Calgary Sun in 2010, I went to do graphic design for the advertising department. And by this time in 2011, I was in the editorial department where I was designing artwork to go along with stories and stuff. So it was very I was privy to all the news as it happens because the newsroom I was in the newsroom and everyone was talking about stories around me and this is where I'm going to put a finger on it that my young uh, happy-go-lucky ideal idealism died because I watched well, Occupy Wall Street I'm like yeah this is good we got to let those rich people know that economic disparity is bad and then they kind of like all these people went and camped out in public parks and they're like, we're not going to rest until, and then it kind of just fell apart because they're like, okay, the world's listening. What do you want to say? And then it just kind of was like people being like, we're sick of being poor. And it just kind of fizzled out. And you're like, well, that, that didn't solve anything because up until that point, you're like, well, the only reason the world's a bad place is because everybody doesn't know it's a bad place. And once everybody finds out all the bad stuff that's happening, it'll just stop because people will work against it. But Occupy Wall Street showed us that once people find out about economic disparity, they're going to dismiss it and just go keeping working at their jobs because they don't know what to do and there is no real solution. Well, it's, so. it, it continually boggles my mind that people aren't just like angrier about this in general like mm -hmm. that people don't look at the way money is distributed in the yeah. world and like jeff bezos making like one billion dollars a second or how about amazon not paying taxes yeah well like i can look out my window right now and probably throw a rock and hit you know four or five people who are like literally dying because they yeah. don't have food uh, and nobody looks at that and says, okay, I'm angry enough that we collectively need to do something about this. Yeah. I think everyone's just kind of bought the shit. And for a while it looked like, like I legitimately, I was like Occupy Wall Street, dope. Like people are going to wake up and we're going to start yeah. seeing like societal changes. And what ended up happening was that people just kind of doubled down on the, well, if you're poor, it's your own fault. And if you're rich, yeah. it's because of you. And that's just the way it is. We're a meritocracy. Uh, yeah. Doubled down on that shit. So now, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, now that, and it also was kind of like, it was also another just like a slap in the face because it's like, yeah, there's economic disparity. Some people have, some people are the haves, some people are the have-nots. And there's really nothing you can do about it. So just try to get a little bit more. And that's what everybody started doing. And then Amazon was like, we'll give you shit cheaper as long as... And it's like, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, the shit's cheap. I'll do that. And then not really realizing the long-term effects of just chasing sales and deals means that uh, there's like monopolies made and all this stuff that is really depressing. And we're just starting this decade breakdown, so I don't want to get too far into it. Mm -hmm. So let's move to 2012. Okay. Uh, my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. But besides that, was that a Nicolas Cage movie? No, 2012. Who was in that? Wait, was it? I think it was a Nicolas Cage movie. It was terrible. I, it was, uh, wasn't it? What's his name? Fucking Jake uh, Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. Wasn't that the day after tomorrow? Oh, wait. Maybe I'm totally confusing these movies. Oh, my God. 2012 film. The film stars, oh, John Cusack. Not, oh, not John Nicolas Cusack. Cage. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, it's the best Nicolas Cage movie because it doesn't have Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> no, it is a good movie. But um, okay, so 2012, a little bit lighter, started with Gagnum Style, is the first two YouTube video to hit 1 billion views. Again, that's one of those things where I'm like, holy fuck, like that was Gangnam that Style ago. happened this decade? Do you want to hear how many views it has right now? 3.4 billion views. I also feel like YouTube videos hit like a billion views all the fucking time. Yeah, he like, has another song that hit over a billion too. And then he has like a handful of songs that are over half half a billion. Can you imagine just making one viral song on YouTube and then just like, like he never has to make another song. He can no. live on the royalties from that song for the rest of his life. The weird thing was he was super famous, like 2010 Olympics. Korean famous. He wrote... The Korean entrance song that the country Korea came into. Korean famous, though. That's yeah. not real this, famous. This was on his sixth album. So, yeah. Anyways, there's not really much else to say. Uh, Lance Armstrong was stripped of his titles because he was found out to be a doper. And maybe that's how he lost his balls and not just sitting weird on the seat. You can't say that. He's an American hero. Uh I didn't want to talk about all the shootings in America, but this is a pretty big one because of, like, you mentioned Alex Jones before. But Sandy Hook was the one that happened at an elementary school where 20 kids were shot and six adults died. I feel like that was the moment where, like, because of all the dead children, where you were just like, okay, like, if the U.S. isn't going to do anything about this one, like, elementary, like, weren't these, like... Kindergarten and grade one kids, like yeah. these were like they were like kids, man. This is well, the worst thing that can happen is a bunch of your kids die. And then instead of everybody being like, "Holy fuck, we got to fix this problem," a lot of people went the other way and like conspiracy. Yes. this didn't actually happen because my brain can't handle how fucking terrible this is. So I'm just going to invent a narrative where it was the government doing some sort of weird event to try and control our guns yeah. and all these grieving parents are actually fucking it. And like, that's the moment where you look at that. You're like, and now every time there's like a fucking mass shooting or like yeah. people die from gun violence, you're just like, like, yeah, whatever. Because you're Sandy like, Hook happened and you're yeah. like, if that, if that did not change a single fucking thing, yeah, nothing's going to change. Nothing will ever. Hey, PSA to everyone to see this podcast. Nothing is going to change about guns in America ever. No. Ever. Yeah, like... If anything, they'll go the other way and they'll just start, like, fucking handing them out for free at, like... Yeah. For promotional... And the thing about this, like you said, it's like, once this happened, all the other ones, you're like, yeah, but it wasn't... It wasn't five and six-year-olds, like this other one that was terrible. Like, what was that one, that last one that happened in, like, 2018, where it was, like, the... It was in a high school in Parkdale? No. Which one? The one that, not the last one that happened, but the last big one where the students. Oh, the Florida um, yeah. fucking Stone, Stone Mason Douglas or something. Yeah, that one. Like, that happens and you're like, oh, it's just high school kids. I mean, like, it's terrible, but it's not little kids terrible. And then uh, CERN finds the God particle. I just wanted to throw in, like, science ones just so that we could be like, oh, yeah, as a human race, our brains are still We're evolving. We're still evolving. We're still doing good stuff like making the Large Hadron Collider. Remember when people thought the Large Hadron Collider was going to implode the universe? 
And then there was a website that was like, did the Large Hadron Collider destroy the universe yet? And it was like, always no, because it never did. And that's why the, where the fucking uh, uh, Mandela effect came from, because that's probably oh, what yeah. opened the Is additional wormhole. Is that when it started? I don't 2012? know. 2012? I don't know, man. Who well, can say? Maybe. Maybe that's the I'm from the alternate dimension, so. Dude, maybe that's why the fucking Mayan calendar ended in 2012. <laughs> that probably is. The fucking. The timelines diverged. Yeah. You know and what else? Sorry. No, go. Uh, 2012. Yeah. The other day I was, um, well, oh, I was talking with Noah about what would happen if you opened your space helmet in space and how yeah. it would like explode your thing. And he was like, he was like, well, no, there was a guy who jumped off a plane in space and he opened his helmet and he didn't die. And I was like, holy fuck. Remember that guy? The, uh, oh, the Felix Baumgartner, the guy who rode the fucking balloon up into the stratosphere yeah. and did that like Red Bull jump. That also happened in 2012. We watched the video the other but day. But he did not open his helmet. That was 2012? That was 2012. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty dope. And then what was the other sciencey thing you got there? Oh, uh, the, uh. Curiosity rover. We did lands it. on Mars. We colonized Mars. But they don't show us all of Mars. They won't give us a 360 view from the rover, so they won't show us the Nazis that are secret have a secret base on Mars. Sorry, guys. I just heard this theory about how, like, there's Nazis on Mars, and it's, like, probably the most interesting uh, conspiracy theory I've ever heard. And I, I think I talked about it on a previous episode. So I don't really want to rehash it now because I also kind of forget about it. Yeah. Oh, um, also, watched The Martian the other night. Yeah. Good-ass movie. Holds up. Oh, nice. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Also, the, the whole Nazis on Mars thing was, I've been told, is kind of ties into the plot line of The Man in High Castle. I was going to say, wasn't that like a Wolfenstein which plot? Which is based on a Philip K. Dick book, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. fully Anything is. based on Philip... Dude, how many... Slappers has fucking Philip K. Dick wrote that turned into amazing movies. Uh, like Beyond all of them? Yeah. Vanilla, so many. What was it? Like Vanilla Sky was one. Yeah. Uh, oh, fucking Scanner Darkly was a fucking dope yeah. movie. Yeah. Fucking. I just. Oh, Minority Report. Yeah. Uh, Imposter, I think. Uh, the one with Gary Sinise. Um, Gary Sinise was in a good movie. I think. Uh, what was it? Blade Runner? Was that it? Was that the one? Oh, that yeah, was like, that was one. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm, we're not going to say them all because I forget and I'll know I'll miss someone else. Okay, so that's uh, two Total Recall. Oh, yeah, dude. Total Recall's so Scanner good. Darkly, Screamers, Paycheck, Imposter. Oh, yeah, Paycheck was a good one because I went in that. I didn't know it was a science fiction movie. I'm like, oh, Ben Affleck forgets why he made a bunch of money. And then it all went weird and like conspiracy thing and i'm like oh this is great okay so uh go on to 2013 yeah let's do it or do you want to kind of talk about philip k dick some more uh no we can we can continue talking about okay. things that happen so snowden leaks to the guardian and the washington post about what fuck i forget what it was nsa surveillance on basically american citizens he was yeah. like here is the data the nsa is conducting on the average american citizen yeah um it was actually really dope uh glenn greenwald who was the uh the journalist from the guardian who edward he was the guy who broke the edward snowden case he was mm -hmm. the keynote speaker at a conference that my employer put on this year Oh, really yeah so i bought a copy of his book got to meet him got a book signed by him and the podcast episode we are releasing through my work 
next we're dropping the episode next week but it's yeah. an interview with glenn greenwald oh, all about that whole experience that's uh, awesome and the guy has some like really strong opinions obviously on like yeah, internet privacy and, and digital privacy rights but uh yeah that was fucking that's another thing where you're like not to like keep picking on straws but yeah. like People are so fucking mad at plastic straws. And this is a story that, like, this and the other thing that even broke, um, what was it, two years ago? The fucking uh, Cambridge Analytica thing. Where they were, like, the data they were mining from Facebook and then selling it to, like, partners who can manipulate your brain and use it to, like, manipulate election outcomes. Yeah. uh, And shit like that. And, like, why are people not angrier about those things? Because... Plastic straws is something concrete that they could see and they could feel like they're changing. True. And it killed a turtle. This, the the cocaine killed the turtle, Dale. We discussed this. I mean, okay, yeah. Uh, 2013, Black Lives Matter started when... Jesus. uh, What was it? Oh, yeah. I just... Oh, yeah. George Zimmerman got acquitted of the shooting of Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman is a piece of shit. Yes, he is. Not just for the Trayvon Martin thing. Like, he's actually a fucking garbage human being. Uh, This this incident is reflective of his personality and behavior as a human. And he is, like Derek said, a garbage human. Didn't he just get in shit or something? He is pretty much consecutively gotten in shit ever since. Consistently? uh, Yeah, because... uh, didn't he just get kicked off Tinder or something? He, like, tried auctioning off the gun that he had used to shoot Trayvon Martin. Wow. Uh, he tweeted topless photos of an ex-girlfriend and accused her of cheating on him. Uh, that's, he, that's more of a... Just, like, the shitty guy thing. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's, that's pretty gross. He's just basically been, like, yeah, trolling people and being a fucking scumbag uh, yeah. ever since this whole thing happened. And, like, come on. who's who, What kind of person uses the fact that they murdered an unarmed black teenager to, like, try to leverage that to become famous? Like, yeah, that's... He's a fucking dickhead. It's a no-go. I did not know that that was kind of the start of the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. Because that's, that's going way back. Um, it was that, and then another unarmed black person got killed, and then it kind of ramped it up a bit, and that was a couple years later. And then, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing happened in 2013. That was another one. Kate was like, that happened in 2013. I was like, that did not happen this decade. Yeah. Especially not after Obama solved terrorism (laughs) way back in 2011. Yeah. They don't just sell pressure cookers to people well, anymore. Well, like, why Why would there be a terrorist bomb at something when terrorism didn't exist anymore? Yeah. That was fucked. That Remember was that whole, like, manhunt and the, oh, the yeah. brothers, like, hiding in a boat in some dude's well, yard or something? one of them, they killed right, right away. Died right away. And then the other one was, like, yeah, hiding under the cover in a boat. And then they, like, they didn't know who did it. And then one of the guys who got his leg blown off woke up in the hospital. And then he told them what he looked like and what he was wearing. And then they called, oh, it's nuts. Um, okay, 2014. One thing you and me did, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Shit. Didn't start in 2014, but went viral in 2014. So um, overall, over, around the world, it raised $220 million for, world, for uh, ALS, which is good. And then um, it started as a cold water challenge in Norway and U.S. where people would say you could jump into like 
a polar bear dip, you could either jump in there or you could donate money and then you wouldn't have to and they would get like uh, famous people to do it. And then um, it turned into firefighters would hose each other down and it didn't turn into like the ice, the hand quotes, ice bucket challenge until 2014 on, of all places, the Golf Channel when some of the one of the daytime show personalities did it with an ice bucket and then challenged someone else. And then that's kind of where it went viral. Cool. It was, and that's when it turned into the ice bucket challenge instead of just like the, because yeah, before that it was just whatever charity you wanted. And that was like, because the guy who did it on the golf channel knew somebody who was suffering from ALS. So he said specifically ALS. Okay. Yeah. Hold up. Can I fuck you up right now? Yeah. You, this just reminded me. I was like, because that also seemed like fucking forever ago. Yeah. Uh, so I just Googled top viral moments of the past decade. Yeah. You want to hear some fucked up shit? Yeah. Double Rainbow happened oh in 2010. God. I fucking hated Double Rainbow so much. 2010. Hide, hide your kids, hide your wife. Oh, man. That guy. Yeah. Uh, Friday by Rebecca Black came out in 2011. Wow. Honey Badger, 2011. These are all things where I'm like, I think of the internet and I'm like, these are the building blocks of the internet. Yeah. Like these have been around for fucking ever. Uh, this is all in the past decade. Uh, wow. Nyan Cat. Nyan, Nyan Cat. When was Nyan Cat? 2011. Holy crap. Uh, Gangnam Style, we already discussed. Grumpy yeah. Cat, 2012. Didn't he just die? Yeah, he just died. Did you ever watch Grumpy Cat movie? Uh, I did not. It had um, that chick who's weirdly hot in it from uh, Parks and Rec. What's her name? Oh, I, uh, Audrey, Audrey Plaza. Uh, Audrey Plaza? Yeah. Fuck, I love her. Yeah, she's like, she was like, whatever. And then did you see Dirty Grandpa? I did not. In that, she is legitimately a smoke show. And you're like, wait, what? That's Aubrey Plaza? Isn't she supposed to be like the I kind of hate everything and not this super hot girl? That makes her super hot, though. Yeah. I feel like. and then, But then in Dirty Grandpa, she's like in a bikini and you're like, holy shit. Stop objectifying women, Dale. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, Harlem Shake, 2013. Oh, my God. Remember that? No, I remember. Uh, I, I feel like 2013 was kind of the tipping point where it was like, like everything, every meme that came out yeah. up until the Harlem Shake was like, okay, we can enjoy this and it's funny and it's good. We all yeah. have a good laugh and we share that. Harlem Shake was where like everyone was like, fuck, this is famous. I got to make a Harlem Shake video. I'm a yeah. fucking brand with like fucking 10 employees and we're all awkward as fuck. Let's make a Harlem Shake yeah, video. Yeah, that was, that was probably the turning point when everybody started piling on. They're like, what? You like this? I like this. I'm cool too. Watch me. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, what does the fox say? 2013. Oh my god, that was terrible. That was not good. Uh, ice bucket. Hey, Donald Trump did the ice bucket challenge. Oh, did he? 2014. There's a video. <laughs> here. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes for sure. George yeah. W. Bush. Uh, the Great Dress Debate of 2015. Oh my god, that was that got that was weird because that got heated. Whereas, like, people were like, wow, uh, your eyesight is not as good if you see it this way. And then it was like, oh, my God. It was just how your brain interpreted it, right? I was like, wrong, wasn't... by the way, on that. It was white and gold, though, wasn't it? No, it was black and blue. Yeah. It ended up being black and blue. All right. Uh, left Shark. Oh, man. What was that? Super Bowl? Super Bowl. 2000. Katie that Perry's was performance fought, in 2015. Wow. Okay. Pizza Rat. 2015. I don't remember Pizza Rat. Baby Hitler Debate. 2015. I don't remember that. 
Uh, Ken Bone, 2016. I don't know that. Chewbacca Mom, 2016. I don't know that. Uh, Distracted Boyfriend, the stock photo of the guy who was cheating on his girlfriend. Well, looking at a girl in a red dress. But eventually cheating on his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cash uh, Me Outside, girl. That was 2017. 2017. Yanni or Laurel. Uh, Baby Shark. And uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. What what a decade in viral shit. Sorry for derailing you there. but uh, No, that's fine because that was something that, oddly enough, all these reputable news sources didn't have in their lists. Which I'm going to say the best list I found was on Insider.com. It had like 119 things that happened. Damn. Check it out on Insider.com. One of the funny things I noticed about this was I went to like – CNN, CBS, NBC, uh, Global, and I went to all these different sites, and they all had, like, they all suspiciously left out different news stories from the decade, and you're like, well, why, why isn't that in there? And then the one of the weird ones was Global, which is a local news thing, and it came off very right-wing when I looked into it. But yeah. So uh, should we take a quick? We're at an hour and four minutes. I don't. I don't know that we're going to make it through the entire decade. Let's finish 2014. Oh, okay. Right. There's more here. Okay. Let's so do it. James Foley was beheaded by ISIS, and which marked ISIS's rise to power. James Foley was the photojournalist, and I think this was the first beheading video. Was yeah, it I was going to be like, I'm trying to recall if this is the beheading video that we saw. This that is the still first, haunts me to this day. This is the first ISIS one for sure. Because this marked when ISIS came on the scene. Um, are you Googling it right now? No, I don't want to okay, yeah. see it so, I can hear the man's screams. Don't look it up. It's terrible and it will ruin your life. Uh, yeah, I've basically sworn off people dying videos on the internet. Yeah, I got over that during the like brief few years I was on 4chan. And yeah. uh, now I'm just like, I don't need to see any of that. Yeah, it's like, I'm... I'm Currently trying to heal my insides because they were dead inside for so long. <laughs> From those maybe that Maybe that'll be my word for 2000, the next decade is... Heal. It, yeah. Insides. Yeah, heal, particularly my insides <laughs> and how they're dead. Uh, and then the next one for 2014 was when Hannibal Burris mentions Cosby's sexual allegations because what happened was Cosby, anytime a black stand-up comedian would get famous, Cosby would go to them and be like, you have to be respectful. You can't swear as much. You have to pull your pants up. You're a representative for the black community. And then Hannibal Burr's fucking blew up his spot, was like, well, you're raping everybody. Why the fuck are you telling us how to act? And that was the moment when everybody realized and basically Bill Cosby's House of Cards fell. And this was like the, yeah, this predated like the flood. Like I think people knew there was allegations from like as early as 1965 to 2009, but it wasn't like popular knowledge. Like Bill Cosby lost 25 honorary doctorates or honorary degrees from different uh, universities and stuff. Like he was a fucking beloved in the hearts of every American. And then he just turned into, uh, I think someone has said he is, the most pro- prolific serial rapist of all time, which I feel like Genghis Khan maybe did more. But if you think I about mean, it, documented for sure. Yeah, Bill Cosby was an active rapist for almost 50 years. And that is fucking disgusting. 
and he raped Nina Simone. That's the one that for some reason bugs me the most. I mean, they're all fucking terrible and they shouldn't have happened. But the Nina Simone one, I was just like, oh, like she was famous and she was like singing, like trying to like get civil rights and stuff for black people and all this stuff. And then he just goes and fucks it all up by being a complete monster. So uh, on that note, do you want to take a break? Well, I was just reading uh, Barres's uh, comments. Bill Cosby has the fucking smuggest old black man public persona that I hate. He gets on TV. Pull your pants up, black people. I was on TV in the 80s. I can talk down to you because I had a successful sitcom. Yeah, but you rape women, Bill Cosby. So turn down the crazy a couple notches. <laughs> uh, and he told audience members to go Google Bill Cosby rape when they got home. And... There you go. Comedy yeah. can change the world. There you go. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back and continue our run through this incredibly lengthy decade. It speeds up All after right. this because it's like – because once you get to 2015, it's like a little fresher in everybody's memory. Yeah, we've been so podcasting we don't have since to then too. explain it. 17, I think we started. Right. Okay. So we can just gloss – we'll make people go listen to the back episodes yeah. uh, after that. Oh, that's such a good uh, – Huh? Such a good huh? gimmick. Yeah. We'll be right back. Open And we're back. Dale, I thought you were making sexy. <laughs> oh yeah, I okay, wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. All right. Okay, edit it out. Okay. And then I'll just be like and we're back. Is that sexy? Better. Okay. I got a little moist. Just imagine you're outside in like the sexy romantic moonlight and then I creep up behind you and right in your ear I'm just like, and we're back. Right? Goosebumps. Sexy goosebumps. Not terrified goosebumps. We just talked about Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> shit. That was not a good segment. That, that one girl who gets all mad every time I say dumb guy shit is going to get mad at us again. What's her name? Lauren? Who? The one who said I can't say clams anymore because it's horribly oh, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I was Kate that said that. Kate said you can't say clams anymore. What? Yeah. I thought it was Lorna. Lorna also said that. Kate said no, no clam. Okay, so all the girls, I think every, independent of each other. I think every girl in the world would say stop. But it's so funny. Stop saying clams. Okay, I won't say unless clam. you're talking about literal clams. Yeah. Just don't say it. Or what if slang I, for money? That's the thing, right? I think so, yeah. Get a lot of clams. <laughs> yeah, when, when gangsters say that, they don't mean they have a lot of don't. women that they um, talk nicely to and treat very nice. Yeah, don't objectify or ever speak of their What genitals. if I say it like with a mobster tone, like, yeah, hey, get a load of this clam. I don't think that, that's, that's probably even worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You okay. away. I will stop saying clams when referring to vaginas. Okay. Okay. There you go. Ladies, you heard it here first. Dale's hey. resolution for 2020. New year to me. No more clams. <laughs> Stop. I don't, I, and I, you can't even eat the shellfish clams because yeah, no. on account of the gout. Yeah. So you'll just never say the word clam again. I feel like I should also apologize in advance when whatever word I use to replace clams is also as offensive <laughs> to them snapper. as the first one. <laughs> Red snapper. They're like, yeah, no, no seafood at all, Dale. Oh, yeah. 
Well, no. that's how you solve this, right? You find something that is more offensive or disgusting than clam yeah. and call it that yeah. until you get to a point where they're like, okay, okay, just just please call it a clam so I don't yeah. have to hear this new word anymore. What about snatch? Is that? Hey, what happened in 2015, Dale? <laughs> okay, hey, gay marriage is legalized in the U.S. of A. Yeah, see you. And this is something that Kate brought up as well. We don't give a fuck. In Canada... We had gay marriage since 2005. Yeah, because we're a good country and we're not the shitty fucking stuck in the dark ages with personal rights like the U.S. was. Like, look at all the shit they're getting mad about now. Like, you can't – like, all this gender warfare and stuff and this bipartisan shit they talk about with, like, rep, like um, abortion rights and all this stuff. And, like, now they're talking about TERFs where – trans-exclusionary, radical feminists and all this stuff. It's like, you guys have only been allowed to have same-sex marriage for less than five years. Like, this kind of snowballed really fast. Well, that was the thing. It was like, uh, yeah, that's only been, that's four, four years, five years ago. Four and a half. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but people treat it, they're like, okay, well, we solved Gay rights. Like, gay people are not marginalized or yeah. or discriminated against at all mm-hmm. anymore because yeah. they can get married. So, yeah. what the fuck are you complaining about? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? You can get married now. Shut up and sit down. Now it's all these other marginalized Yeah, groups. like they solved racism yeah. when they gave black people the right to vote. Yeah. And they solved terrorism when they killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah, and now they solved uh, homophobia when they let them marry each other. Yeah, like, the U.S. is... The best country at the world at just solving a problem and never letting that problem like linger around yeah. and haunt them the problem for decades just afterwards goes away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, interestingly enough, uh, the uh, same-sex marriage was legalized in Canada in 2005 when we had a conservative government. Yeah, that was our like our Republican Party was in power when. Same-sex marriage was legalized. Yeah. Barack Obama was in his second term when they legalized gay marriage. Couldn't even do it his first term. Hillary Clinton voted against it in 2013. Not at all surprising. There you go. Because that's just a whole other group of people that Bill Clinton could have fucked around on her with. (laughs) Legally. That's... What up? I I bet that's the reason. I think you hit it on the head. I didn't even think about that. That's very good, Darius. And Charlie Hebdo also happened in 2015. Which is weird because, again, terrorism cured in 2011. We saw terrorism. Osama bin Laden taken out. No more terrorism. Yeah. And yet we have another terrorist attack in 2015. Charlie Hebdo is actually a good thing to talk about because when it happened, everybody was like, well, don't draw pictures of Muhammad with a bomb in his Taliban. Which, yeah, not really acceptable to have a racist picture like that where Osama or sorry, where Muhammad has a picture of a bomb in his turban. That is all kinds of offensive, but it doesn't make it okay to go blow up like, uh, the magazine that published it. No. And I don't like at, at the time my, uh, my take on it was like, okay, like maybe like, no, it's not right that these people died. Yeah. But maybe, we don't go out of our way to poke the bear. Yeah. But maybe we try to, like, not let the bear attack people for poking it either. 
It's not okay to poke the bear, but it's also not okay to, to let the people. bear eat the person who was poking them. Yeah. Like. Like, this is one of those situations where, like, maybe every everyone was wrong. Maybe. Yeah. And it's like, they're like, well, Charlie Hebdo was like, well, we make fun of everybody. It was like, maybe don't. Like, I feel like it's a racist thing you shouldn't be publishing because it's not like. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's it for 2015. That, that was all that happened in 2015? It's pretty sparse, yeah. There's a whole bunch of, like, shootings and, like, foreign, like, uh, like, political, foreign political stuff that happened. Charlie Hebdo, same-sex marriage, the rise of Donald Trump. I guess that's when that started. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I kind of just lumped Donald Trump into 2016 because that's when he was elected, and... He was campaigning for 2016. Um, what else do we get? Gender equality in Hollywood. Uh, net neutrality. Yeah, all this stuff that is, one, way too hard to explain. Two, is net neutrality still around? Like, I feel like that's a thing that Alexa and the NSA are kind of, like, not listening to. Uh, Baltimore riots, Freddie Gray's death in the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, yeah, that's the one I was talking about where it amped up Black Lives Matter. Uh, the Apple Watch was introduced in 2015. Yeah. Uh, FIFA scandal. How many people own an Apple Watch now? Do you, did you ever have an Apple Watch? No, and I'm always on the fence about it, but I'm like, I have my phone in my hand yeah. constantly. Yeah. Why like I do I need it on my wrist? work with my phone in my pocket, which I shouldn't do because I've destroyed more than one phone by smooshing it against stuff, but I still have it in my pocket. Uh, Charleston church shooting, uh, Greece, Euro. Oh yeah. The fucking crisis in Greece. That was, uh, I on purpose left this off because I don't understand what happened. And I feel like you walking your, walking me through it isn't really good podcast material. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Yeah. I will explain it to you another time. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, that happened 2015. Was that when she? I can't like came out. She announced that she was transgender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you know that if you dead name her on Twitter, it's an instant ban? For real? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if it's still, but it was for a while there. Do you know what dead naming is? Yeah, when you do use you think do you the, think our audience knows what for, dead naming is? Her former is? name. Yeah, if you use the term, the word Bruce, and call her Bruce, which you shouldn't do. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Oh, the refugee crisis uh, and that dead boy. Uh, oh the yeah, dead three year old boy, 2015. I don't want to talk about that because it's really sad. Super sad. Uh, Volkswagen emissions scandal. Oh, yeah. Oh, Justin Trudeau, our favorite fucking Canadian leader ever, was elected in 2015. Well, next to the person he took over for, he's my favorite ever. Oh, the Paris attacks. Uh, so two attacks in France Yeah. happened. Again, terrorism solved. Yeah. Why did this happen? Uh, 130 people were killed, including at the... Uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Eagles of Death Metal. Death Metal. Death Metal concert. Not Death Metal. (laughs) I'm not going to point out the unintentional pun of that name. Yeah. I'm just going to let that slide right past. Oh, and then the San uh, Bernardino shooting uh, in the States. So, yeah, you basically covered it 
when you said a bunch of shootings and a bunch of people died. Yeah. All right. 2016, what do we got? Uh, Trump got elected. Woo! Elected. Uh, Brexit happened. Woo! Two of probably the biggest political mistakes that happened in the same year. Yeah. Both uh, probably fueled highly by racism. So, yeah, I don't even know if it's racism per se. I think it's uh, definitely fueled by... Uh, Which one are you talking about, Brexit or both of them? They're both. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they were both like, we're going to talk about wealth distribution problems. Yeah. And a lot of people looking at a lot of money going to people who aren't them. And yeah. a lot of people getting increasingly desperate to make ends meet and kind of scraping by. Yeah. And instead of looking at like a guy like Jeff Bezos as the problem, yeah. we yeah. look at immigrants coming in from other countries and taking yeah. jobs that nobody wants. Yeah, but nobody wants those jobs in the first yeah. place. Like, and then just a general fear of like, uh, you know, terrorism. Which, yeah. why are we still afraid? Because Osama bin Laden was killed in two thousand eleven. Yeah, I know we saw that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, but they're both like, there's a lot of fucking smarter people talking about it than me. Yeah. but that's that's basically what led to both of these things. Now, Brexit, I will say, has been fucking dragging on. For four fucking years at this point. I think it's finally going to go through. It's finally going to go through. But it still has not... This is something they voted for in 2016. Yeah. And then since then, they've been dragging their heels trying to fucking figure out, A, whether it happens at all, and B, how it happens. Yeah. It's finally happening because... uh, What's his fucking name? Boris Johnson just won the... Yeah, the British election. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think he's quite possibly dumber than Trump. He looks just as disheveled as Trump does and probably is wears as ill-fitted suits as Trump See, my thing is like, imagine like me, I'm pretty left-leaning and I would have so much more confidence in both of these guys as leaders if they just like got a fucking tailor and wore a suit that fit nice. See, I think it's like the Michael Moore thing. Like the way Michael Moore on purpose makes it look like he's never worn a baseball cap before but always wears a baseball cap, like – weird and disheveledly like he doesn't look like that all the time Michael Moore wears nice clothes but when he's like in front of the camera he's like hey I'm just an everyday guy I'm just a man like of you. the people I too hey. never worn a baseball hat before in my life <laughs> I am not a billionaire I can't even afford a nice suit so I'm just like you yeah yeah I, I think that that's possibly it I don't know. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit and assuming that they have stylists and handlers who are like, okay, we're going to put you in these terrible fitting suits and make you look ugly so that people don't hate you as much. Because we, if like, could you imagine if Trump was as good looking as Trudeau and wore good fitting suits and had devastatingly handsome hair? He would just like, he, people would hate him twice as much. That's true. Uh, people already hate Trudeau yeah, because he's a useless and be good looking. So, yeah. um, the Trump thing. So Trump was elected in 2016. Yeah. Since then, it's been like just a uh, endless parade of like Trump is going to cause the end of the world yeah. or Trump is going to cause the total slide to irrelevance of the United States of America or, or world Trump war is three, going yeah. to cause World War Three or Trump is going to throw blacks and Muslims and gays in prison uh, and just make the country a better place for rich white people. I don't know that any of that's come to fruition. And I don't know that for the average American citizen, life is like, yeah, for sure. It's probably become shittier for a lot of marginalized people, but that's just based on like 
It's definitely become worse for journalists because uh, Trump yeah. fucking hates them. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably emboldened a lot of people to be shittier to minorities mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. But I don't know that for the average American, life is any fucking different under Trump than it was under Obama. Yeah. I do want to just point out the best thing Trump did was he made animal abuse a federal crime. So it has a lot more punishment than it used to, which is a very good move. That's about it. Though. Unless you like abusing animals. In, In which, which case, case you're, you're probably not. Garbage yes. person. Yeah. So, yeah. Eh, uh, it depends on the animal. Yeah. Well, let's just move on. <laughs> uh, Kaepernick. Birds deserve it. They're not animals, are Do they <laughs> are birds? Don't, aren't they like, isn't like avian wait, and fowl a different we category? Check? That might oh, no, wait, because be they're true. mammals. They're mammals, so they're automatically animals. Because all mammals are ma- animals, but not all animals are mammals. Okay, hold on. Animal Welfare Act. Ready? Yeah. Wait, no, this is different. 1966. That's pretty old. Uh, laws that protect animals. Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture Act. We're really moving this podcast along. I well, I got it. I got it. Bipartisan <laughs> bill will outlaw purposeful crushing, burning, drowning, suffocation, impalement, or other violence causing serious bodily injury to animals. Which animals? Just Google are birds animals. Birds are definitely animals. Yeah. What are you, what are you squinting at there, oldie? Oh, crush videos where, Ugh. like, yeah, those are gross. Oh, the ones where the guys are, like, stepping on chicks and stuff? Yeah, those, like... Well, have you watched uh, the uh, Don't Fuck With Cats uh, docu-series on Netflix? No. It's all about, you remember that uh, Canadian killer who fucking, uh, the pretty boy who killed that international student? Oh, yeah. Oh, what was And, his like, name? mailed his hands and feet to, That happened uh, in the last decade. Yeah, I think it must have. I saw part of that video because they were watching it. The reason I know it happened last decade was because they were watching it in the newsroom at the Calgary Sun because they had to like, I don't know, some like journalist thing where they have to see what happened so they can like comment on it. And I saw part of it and I was like, I'm not watching this. This is gross. Did you? So there was also before he ever killed the guy. Yeah. He uh, was uploading videos of him suffocating cats with a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, there's this whole series on Netflix now about how this like group of internet vigilante sleuths or something like saw these videos and then like went on this mission to find out who the guy was and hunt him down and like identify who he was. And really? they actually did. They figured out who he was before he murdered the guy oh, and like yeah. sent their shit off to Canadian police and Canadian police just didn't do fuck all of that. Yeah. Cause but. they're like, whatever, we're not going to go Canadian police are very bad at handling serial killers. Like, if you hear about, like, all the Picton stuff, like, it was basically couldn't have been handled worse. And then, like, when Picton was active, there was two active serial killers in Vancouver, and they kind of just dropped the ball on both of them. Wait, there was another active serial killer in Vancouver? Yeah. Uh, Should we move on? Yeah, keep going. Okay, Kaepernick starts sitting on, like, first he started sitting down on the bench for the national anthem. I don't know if he started kneeling the same year, but basically in 2016 it started and that caused a shitstorm of social media outcry where everybody said he was super disrespectful to the troops and stuff. Still lasts to this day. But you People are still mad. mentioned that he actually talked to the troops about it and they said 
if you kneel, it's fine. And that's yeah, because to stopped, that point, he yeah. had been just sitting on the bench. Yeah. Uh, and then he spoke to a troop, and the troop was like, no, like, if you kneel, like, don't sit, and don't sit out the anthem. But if you yeah. kneel, you're still acknowledging the anthem, but you're... Yeah. You know, it's like civil dis- disobedience, yeah. but in a respectful way. And, yeah, that can tie into the whole Black Lives Matter, because his whole... Um, uh, motive was that black people were being mistreated by the police and all he wanted was for the police to stop killing innocent black people. And then everybody blew it up instead of just being like, oh, that's a good point, Colin Kaepernick. Maybe we will make efforts to not kill black people. They're like, you're disrespecting everything. And then he became a free agent in 2017. Or 18? Uh, he was released in 2017. And then hasn't signed since. Uh, he did hold a, uh, there was a, because basically he has this like lawsuit against the NFL saying yeah. that like all the owners have colluded to not hire him. And it's very true. Well, because you look at some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL and yeah. like they're shit garbage and Colin Kaepernick is like clearly better than them. Yeah. Um, so Colin Kaepernick went and held a, uh, was going to have his own camp, uh, like a one day tryout or something where teams could come and observe him. Uh, and like, I, I read this article about it a couple hours before that was supposed to take place. The NFL put a document in front of him saying, if you want this camp to take place, you basically have to sign this document saying you're waiving any rights to ever sue the NFL again for any, uh, yeah. any violation of your rights or collusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Colin Kaepernick was like, fuck you, I'm not going to sign it. And like went and like issued a last minute press release saying, come to this other camp instead. Uh, went and held his trial. He's never going to work for the NFL, but like good for that guy for grabbing his balls and telling the NFL yeah. to fuck themselves. Yeah, I like I like how he stuck up for his. And then he got sponsored by Nike and was the face of a campaign last year. Yeah, like so. I don't think the guy's wanting for money. Uh, yeah. But it would suck to like spend your entire life being like, I'm going to make yeah. myself really good at this one game and then not be able to play that game. Anymore. And also see that you're better at people who are currently playing and be like, I could do that. I could. He could probably lead a team like take a middling team to the championship. Right oh, yeah. One hundred percent. He did that with the yeah. San Francisco 49ers when he was with them. So, okay. Uh, what else? Uh, Gawker folds. Oh yeah. When, uh, Peter Thiel fucking libertarian dickhead sued them into submission. Well, he backed or Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's right. And Hulk Hogan sued them into submission because they, I kind of, I'm okay with this. Um, I'm not okay that like a libertarian guy got to take down a corporate uh, entity because he had a beef with them, but I am okay with Hulk Hogan being able to take them down because they ruined Hulk Hogan's life because they they published a sex tape of him and this guy's wife, uh, Bubba the Human Sponge, who's a radio personality, said, "Hey Hulk Hogan, you should have sex with my wife." It was some weird thing, and Hulk Hogan, not seeing the obvious trap, was like. Sure. And then he had sex with her and then he said all this racist stuff because he was talking about his daughter hooking up with black dudes or whatever. And I don't understand all the motives and stuff, but it was racist. And he got let go with of his WWE contract because he was like, I think he was like a handler for young talent or something. And then he lost all this money and then he sued Gawker for like $150 million and they couldn't pay him. So they folded 
And Gawker, all the Gawker had to do was remove the video and they're like, we're not taking it down. And it was a real, I think it was a step forward for journalism because it kind of pointed out that you can't just publish stuff on the internet and get away with it, even if it is slander and um, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we just said with Charlie Hebdo, like, don't poke the bear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gawker poked Hulk Hogan, which, you know, arguably worse, worse than a bear. Which is funny because if it wasn't for this libertarian dickhead who – I think what happened was Gawker outed him they as did. a homosexual. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They had outed – publicly yeah. outed him. He had never been out of the closet before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had a vendetta against them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Part of me really respects having a vendetta and then backing a guy and then taking him down. Like if that happened in a TV show, we would just be like, oh my god, all this political intrigue and drama. That's awesome. So, bottom line, I'm happy that Hulk Hogan got some money. I'm happy that Gawker went away. Uh, I don't really, I don't want it to look like I like libertarian people or believe in their ideas because mm, they're all janky. Um, oh, and Harambe was killed that year, oh. 2016. Wow. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Harambe was. Like a three-year-old fell in the into a zoo enclosure of a gorilla named Harambe, and they zoo or the animal handler people ended up shooting Harambe and killing him. And then it launched this whole "dicks out for Harambe" meme that happened on the internet, and that's gone now. So I guess that was just like some super viral thing that happened and then went away. Yeah. That weirdly was not included on things that went viral list, but I do remember the dicks out. Yeah. I think that's cause that was like, um, that was a big, like the type of people that get called incels were the type of people who did dicks out for Harambe. Like there's a whole bunch like, um, Pepe the frog is like kind of the same type of people would do that. Or like, um, Oh, what was the one, the Ethiopian knuckles or whatever? Was that what it was? Do you know the way or whatever? Where it was like this weird, like bizarre shit you have to look into. Um, okay, so 2017, Me Too. Me Too didn't start. Me Too actually is credited to uh, Tarana Burke in 2006 on MySpace saying, but she kind of did it where like, it was more of like people – like a group healing process where you would say this happened to me and then other people would talk to you and it was like kind of like a sharing group. But then in 2017, Alyssa Milano, after Harvey Weinstein was taken down with abuse allegations, Alyssa Milano said if every – to the extent she tweeted, if everybody who has had – Something like this happened to them, tweeted, hashtag me too. And then it kind of blew up and a whole bunch of people rightfully lost their jobs and their livelihood. Yeah. And I feel like this is something that's definitely going to be something that carries over and and is defining uh, for the next decade for sure. Um, Yeah, it's good. This isn't going to be like impotent screaming at Trump. This is something that was like radically fucking upended the the power structure, male-female dynamics. Especially in in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, Las Vegas shooting, 58 killed, 850 injured. I only brought that one up. I didn't mention all the shootings, but I mentioned this one because 850 injured is... A lot. A lot. A lot of people. I actually saw an interesting stat. It said... 
more than half of the 10 bloodiest killings or mass shootings in the U.S. took place over the past decade. And I'm like, well, just more than half, which means that, like, slightly less than half of them took place. Like, we're always hearing about how, like, these shootings are getting more violent and happening more frequently and more and more people are dying. But, uh, you know, only six of ten of the worst mass shootings in U.S. history happened over the past ten years. Everything else happened before that. Yeah. Um, Boyle Boyle and Coleman are rescued. They're those two people who were rescued, the Canadians who were rescued from... uh, Fuck, what was that? The country? Remember that weird guy? Him and his wife were in... We're like imprisoned by terrorists. Oh, I, I definitely I put down just Boyle and Coleman because that's their last names, and I figured I'd be able to remember. Yeah, they were held by terrorists or something in Afghanistan, and then wait, weren't these the fucking idiots who went there? Yeah. To oh yeah, didn't we talk about? We yeah, talked we, about this we on did the podcast, talk right? about them. That's another reason why I didn't point it out. Go much. back and listen to that episode, whichever yeah. one it is. Uh, Trump pulls out of the Paris Accord. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is somebody brought this up. They were like, everybody who's in the Paris Accord is going to fail the Paris Accord. So if we would – if if the US would have stayed – it's actually brought more awareness to climate change that he pulled out of it than if he would have stayed in it. Because if he would have stayed in it, it would have been like, well, everybody failed. We don't care. But now that he pulled out, everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe he pulled out. So it's been like three years of everybody talking about that. Um the Greffel Tower blaze, that was kind of a big deal because it highlighted how this, like, apartment tower, I think it was in Ireland. Uh, no, it was uh, or in the in UK. England? Yeah, in the England, UK. Yeah. It had been recently finished, but it just caught on fire because they skipped a whole bunch of um, standards and practices for construction. And they and it was like, uh, was it low-income housing? Yes. So, yeah, and like 20 people died or something. 70 people died. Oh, 70 people died. 72. So that's just, I like, I don't know, maybe I'm more partial this because I'm in the construction industry and it's like, see, this is what happens when you don't follow all the rules and regulations. So we need those. Um, that's it for 2017. Okay. 2018. Uh DNA submitted to an ancestry databank helps catch the Golden State Killer, which is crazy. Golden State Killer was also the one that Patton Oswalt's wife was. Didn't we talk about this? And wasn't that the Green River Killer? Wasn't it two separate ones? Or was this the one that she helped catch? Because she was a journalist, right? Yeah. And she, because they. Somebody who was related to the Golden State Killer submitted their DNA to an ancestry oh, site. Oh, it was her. She, she caught oh, the... Yeah, Patton Oswald's late wife caught helped catch him. So someone... What was it? Somebody um, submitted their DNA, and it turned out that it matched the Golden State Killer, so they knew that that person who submitted it was related to it, the person, the dude who did it. DNA search used to... Yeah, free online database where anyone... Something, something. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned 
Prince Harry and Markle wedding, which I just put on there because people were upset about that she is... People were upset about that. They weren't upset about the uh, Kate Middleton one. Also, who would have predicted at the start of the decade that Prince Ginger would end up being the heartthrob and Prince Bald Guy? <laughs> yeah, would. right? Like, you look back to 2010 and it yeah. was like... That little fucking, what's the nerdy kid from Harry Potter? Not Harry Potter, but the nerdier one. Like the little sidekick. The ginger kid. Oh, um, what's his name? Anyway, that was uh, Prince Harry. And Prince Wel- William Ron was the Weasley. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Prince Harry was the fucking Ron uh, Weasley. He was a dream. Prince William was the guy that everyone yeah. fucking. Prince William was a dreamboat. Yeah, and now you look and Prince William looks like fucking like early stage Mr. Burns. Yeah. And Prince Harry is the dreamboat. Yeah. Because. Prince Harry stayed like the rough around guy who was like went into the military and like fucked around. Yeah, got a chest tattoo. Yeah. Married a half black Canadian. Yeah, that's why everybody was upset was because she was half black. Wait, is she Canadian? I think she's one of those people who's British, but then moved to Canada, Canada, and got a citizenship. I don't know. She's American. Full on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Raised in Los Angeles, California. Why have I spent my entire life thinking she's Canadian? Because she lived in Canada. She went to school in Canada, I think, what it was. She went to university in Toronto is what I think it was. All right. Uh, Saudi Arabia lifts the ban on women drivers in 2018. I just wanted to point that out as, uh, what the fuck, Saudi Arabia? You let it go that long? Hey, they're our allies, though, so we should like them and applaud these dipshit tiny... How long have women been able to be allowed to drive in Iran? Probably a long fucking time. Have they? I don't know. I'm Are Googling. they even allowed to drive right now? When I feel did. like Iran is one of those places that in the 70s women were allowed to drive and then like a super religious people took over and then they like took away their rights. Kind of like how they you didn't used to have to wear decabs and burkas and then in the 70s they, they're like, yeah, now you have to fucking cover your shit up, girls. Did you find it? Mm, nothing about driving specifically. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, but legal discrimination, Iran ranked 116 out of 153 countries in terms of legal discrimination. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, 90% of women in Iran use cell phones and have access to financial accounts. That's good. Uh, per capita income of women in Iran is lower in comparison with that of women in other South Asian regions. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, I'm just going to assume it's better than Saudi Arabia, which is, like, notoriously shitty and yeah. very... Saudi Arabia is, like, the worst. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Thai, cave, Thai Cave Rescue was that year? Again. We already talked about being stuck People in holes. People in holes. Nothing ever happened to Elon Musk, though, because he called that guy a pedo. Remember that? All right. <laughs> I totally forgot that. He happened. actually... The guy tried <laughs> to sue Elon Musk, and Elon was like, it was a joke. It was meant, like, lighthearted, and then the... Judge was like, all right, you're going to be the ruler of the world soon, so I'm going to let you go on this one. Um, Primates are cloned for the first time, which this is just another one of those science things I throw in there to show you that even though it looks like the world is falling apart, we are advancing. Uh, 15-year-old Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg uh, starts her school strike and... Doesn't go to school, even though she's 15 and she should have gone to school. Who uh, was recently named Woman of the Year, and she's not yes. even a woman yet. She's she's like she's still well, she's still 16. She counts as a woman. Shouldn't they just do like Teenager of the Year? 
Like, I get what she's saying. I get why everybody loves her. But she's just saying stuff we already know. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Should we stop fucking using gas vehicles because it's bad for the environment, Krieta? Thanks for telling us. We didn't know that. Um, recreational marijuana is legalized in Canada, making it the second country to legalize it. Fun fact, Eric, do you know the first country to legalize marijuana recreationally in the world? Yeah, because you said it earlier, but I'll let you surprise our... uh, Uruguay! There you go. (laughs) Homer Simpson's favorite country. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I can't believe that, like, while everybody's going to, like, try to say that the States has it legalized, but in the States, it's by state, and federally, it's still illegal in the States. which is why it makes things super fucking sketchy for people trying to, like, especially because you have all these, like, weed industry, like, weed businesses springing up in, like, Colorado and California and fucking Washington State. But if you want to, like, transport weed, let's say you own a weed chain. Yeah. And you have a weed business in Washington. Yeah. And you have a weed business in Colorado. Can't go across state lines. You can't transfer that weed across if it crosses into a jurisdiction where it's not legal. Yeah. Or you're using a federal service like USPS to do it. Yeah. That's illegal as fuck. Also, I heard that you're not allowed to have business bank accounts for your weed business. So you have to deal all in cash. So these places have all this cash money that they have to put in saves like they're drug dealers. Well, okay, I guess they technically are drug dealers. So They're, they're business people. They Dale. each have to hire their own mercenaries and have like Brinks trucks driving around cash like it's the fucking 50s. Yeah, anyways, Canada's better than the States. I'm just going to say it. As far I as, will not as far agree as rec- with that. Recreational legalized marijuana goes. Yeah, but I'm not, even I'm like, I'm a sober guy. Yeah. And I'm like... Sure. You used to be a pothead. Oh, yeah. I was a huge pothead. But even then, I was like, everyone was like, we want legal weed. And I was like, that's just so the government can tax for it. And the weed will probably be shittier and you'll end up paying more money and it'll be more heavily regulated and it'll suck. Um, So, like, sure, I guess it's a good thing. I mean, we should absolutely be decriminalized. Nobody should be in prison for fucking pot. Yeah. Or pot-related shit. But... Do we have to, like, do there need to be fucking dispensaries? No. Like, four dispensaries in fucking Vernon, B.C., which has 50,000 people living in it. Like, what the fuck? I think it's good. I hate it because it just pretty much made the whole province smell like a skunk's asshole. But the one thing I like is now we get to get into like CBDs and medical research involving marijuana. So maybe we can help, maybe not replace like painkillers or whatever, but we can infuse CBDs into ibuprofen or something and make like a hybrid. CBDs everywhere. And make like new drugs that can maybe kill the super bugs that will wipe out humanity. Or even just like CBD. Before global warming ever does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, does it matter? I mean, it just feels like all these factors are in a race to see what will kill humanity first. It matters for a maximum of 50 more years until <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> no longer. Good yeah. point. All right. What else we got? Uh, that's it for 2018. Okay. 2019, the Boeing 737 Max Yeah, that was a fuck show. Fucking grounded. And I think they're still illegal to be flown in many airspaces around the world. So we talked about this, but what happened was... Boeing 737 released a software update for their things and they didn't – they said they emailed pilots. But what happened was 
It was something with the takeoff and leveling autopilot features that the plane would, when it was taking off, autopilot takes the plane to level and it wasn't stopping the plane at level. So the plane would keep going forward and then nosedive. And And pilots would overcorrect. And the Boeing was charging people money to like fix the update. Well, no, you had to pay extra to get trained in like what to do properly. And a lot of airlines were like, we're not fucking paying you for this. Uh, So a bunch of people died. Yeah. Two capitalism, two planes crashed in, there's no nice way to say this. It wasn't first world country plane that airlines that crashed, but it was. It I don't was, think they were that bad. It was. Uh, there was like over 700 people died though, but it was like it was the countries that wouldn't pay to have their pilots get a little bit of extra training. Are you googling it? I'm just uh, Lion Air Ethiopian Airlines. Yeah. Where's Lion Air based? Lion Air Flight 610. Uh, Jakarta, Indonesia, I guess. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, 50 people are charged in the college admissions, air quotes, Varsity Blues scandal, including Lori McLaughlin. Is that, is that her name? That's her name. From Full House and... Fuck, what's that show? Andrea loves the show she was current. She was on when she got pulled off. Um, when Calls the Heart. She was on that show, and she got yanked off of it. I feel like we mentioned how fucking... Yeah. I don't even know what that show is. Uh, the Epstein didn't kill himself whole thing. Like, Epstein was getting charged with uh, sexual assault and stuff, and then he went to jail, and then he, quote-unquote, killed himself. Which, apparently 60 Minutes just released graphic photos taken... New autopsy photos obtained by 60 Minutes were taken by the NYC Medical Examiner's Office after Epstein reportedly killed himself. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, all they show is that he has a fucking bruise around his neck, which I don't know if you know this, that if you you hang yourself or if somebody else hangs you, you have the same, your body will look the same. That's true. Yeah. Um, Trump was impeached last year. So, this is going to start a whole long conversation, but Trump is impeached. Like, the peach impeachment hearings happened. He was impeached. Now they have to basically see if the Republicans want to remove him from the presidency. Spoiler alert, they will not. No, they Moving won't. Moving on. <laughs> did, I can't remember, did the Democrats remove Bill Clinton when he no, got impeached? No, it was the exact same fucking thing. It, yeah. like, passed the House. But, like, no... With the way political parties are set up in the United yeah. States now, no political party is going to fucking vote out their guy who is currently in power. Yeah, because you're going to just undermine the integrity of your entire political party. Yeah, so and the- you and like and then having to find a new candidate f- to field for next year, where yeah. like Trump's probably it's looking pretty good for the guy. Like I think Trump will yeah. get. He's got a way to get. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that like one of those smug pricks who's like, enjoy another four years of Trump. I'm saying it like, except reality, Trump has not fucked up badly enough this term yeah. to not win re-election. That's true. The last single term president was also Bill Clinton, though, wasn't it? No, Clinton got two terms. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did he, was he impeached in the second I feel like term? we had this exact same yeah, discussion I feel like last time. Oh, it was Bush Sr. who was the last single term president. All right. 
Yeah, and that was before Clinton. All right. Um, China lands on the dark side of the moon, which they... Apparently it was really hard because you can't, like, send a direct message to the lander. You have to bounce it off a satellite, blah, blah, blah. Good for them. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. Did they show the Nazi bases? They Isn't that Mars? No, that see, the, the way it works is they have Nazi bases on the dark side of the moon so that they can launch their rockets to Mars Without easier. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Because the hardest part about launching spacecraft is leaving Earth's atmosphere. And once you get past that, you can pretty much go anywhere. So if you start from the moon, there's only like, what, a tenth of the gravity you have to escape? So... But you also run the risk of getting mm, um, micrometeorites fucking shredding all your shit. That's a great point. And the last one was the Hong Kong protests. Which we covered at length in a previous episode. I think it was our last one. Yeah. Uh, Go back and listen to that. Um, And then I just had a couple things that have happened. Like streaming music has happened this last past decade. Didn't start in, in last decade. It started the decade before. Um, I just looked it up quickly. Spotify launched in 2008, has 248 million users, has 113 million paid re- uh, users. And I looked up the revenue number and it didn't say if it was forever or if it was annually, but they have made 5.2 billion pounds. And they're from Half Norway. Why pounds? Because they're from Norway. No, but why didn't you say that in dollars? Because I didn't convert it. Yeah, got it. Because it's like sometimes it's double, sometimes it's not. I just wanted to say that much and then people can convert it on their own. Well, yeah, I think we also saw like the rise of Facebook and the consolidation of Facebook's power. Uh, The four most popular apps in the past decade were Facebook. Yeah, but that started in 2007. Facebook, which is owned by Facebook. Yeah. Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Yeah. WhatsApp, which is owned by Facebook. Yeah. And Facebook Messenger, which is owned by Facebook. And those are one, two, three, four in terms of popularity. Yeah. And then there's another six. But like Facebook owns everything. Four of the, and then that amount of data that they're harvesting from all the users of those apps. Do you think that we're going to, in this next, okay, let's, let's do a little. Let's little, do a little predictions. I know you want to quit because we've been. I do. I would like, like to go spend time with hours. my girlfriend. But let's do some quick two predictions hours into this. because that just made me think of it. Do you think they're going to try break up Facebook in yes. sort of an antitrust yes. thing? Yes. I think they have to. Yes. I mean, I think to. they're going to try. I don't know what legal grounds they'll have for it, but they're them trying will be based more on their failure to understand because not like Google isn't doing the same fucking thing. No, and Google doesn't have this wealth of Google like, owns. Well, Alphabet Incorporated, which owns yeah. Google, owns Google, Yahoo. Do they? No, they don't own Yahoo. No. They own YouTube. Google, YouTube, Gmail, uh, like the Google suite of products. All these Googly motherfucker devices. Uh, Android. Oh yeah. Uh, like people, like people's fucking entire phones, which Facebook doesn't have. Yeah. But like Google ha- also has all that, and like Google hasn't been broken up yet. So. Let me ask you a question. Knowing all this, are you still going to use Chrome? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was thinking about getting off Chrome, not because I disagree with whatever Google owning everything. I was going to get off it because it's a memory hog. And recently I went to stream some hockey and then I got a virus in my Chrome. Damn! And I had to to basically bleach Chrome, which – Got rid of all my internet history, which got rid of all my like streaming site passwords and stuff. And I was like, well, if I'm this close, maybe I should launch a different 
you like maybe I should go back to Firefox. And then I was just like, oh, I remember how annoying Firefox was. Yeah. Nah. I mean, the the thing, like, privacy concerns will never make me leave something. The, yeah. What will make me leave something is when it becomes too inconvenient for me to use. Yeah, or if it, like, yeah, like, if it sucks. Like, I've noticed Chrome is pretty glitchy, and I don't know if the streaming sites aren't running properly because of Chrome or if it's just they're kind of biting off more than they can chew. Like, Prime Video? Oh, doesn't... Is Amazon owned by Google? No, Amazon's owned by Amazon. Anyways, Jeff Bezos. I'm bringing up Prime... I'm, th- I'm fucking slapping Amazon Prime Video in the face because it is by far the worst UI interface for en- it's not great. UI interface, user interface, interface. user interface, interface. Uh, it's the worst one of all the streaming sites, and that's why I quit. So, uh, do you have any predictions for what's going to happen? I'm done. I no longer care. We are two hours into this episode that I originally wanted to be an hour. So my prediction, yeah, your prediction was right. My prediction was wrong. This is our longest episode ever. It is our longest episode ever. It's also the one where I'm going to say, fuck predictions. Thanks for listening. I've been Derek Bolin. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Herder. You can follow me on Twitter at SuperDaleBot. Dale has also been tweeting from the original official Outrage Factory Twitter account. You can follow that at Outrage Fact Pod. And if it seems like we were ignoring it since we launched the podcast we two and a half years ago, we were, but we're there now. So you there. can you can uh, send a D you can slide into the DMs and I will answer you. Say that in your sexy voice. You can slide into our DMs and I'll personally get back to you. That was much more convincing. Please do not send me pictures of your dick because mine looks better so that you're just wasting your time. Um, Like us on Facebook, fucking wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. 2020 is going to be a big year for Outreach Factory. I could feel it. So go tell all your fucking friends about us. And my other goal for not doing the daily days so I can catch up on the Facebook posts because I was kind of trying to space them out. And then that month we took off for Christmas. I was like, I could catch up on the Facebook posts. And then I got home after Christmas and I went to school or went to work. And then I got home and I was like, I didn't fucking do any of those. Holy shit. Wait, how far behind were we? I just posted 100. But I kind of wanted to leave that up for a week so people could be like, oh, 100 episodes because it's kind of a big deal. So I mean, it was two months ago when we did it. Yeah. I feel like people could be like, revisit it and be like, wow, this is a really long podcast. And then they'll see this one. And we're like in Joe Rogan territory right now. That's we definitely are okay. without providing Joe Rogan quality content. And that's hard for me to say because I fucking hate Joe Rogan. But the guy's see, the, the thing is, Joe Rogan is a pretty funny guy by himself. The true quality of his podcast is his guests, where he gets like scientists, like really and, intelligent people. Yeah, like yeah. people where you they have books and you read them and you make your life better. We don't have those. Yeah, Dale and I will both write books this year. That's on my resolutions list. Well, I'm gonna try. Fi- I saw your resolutions; they're good. And I was like, I saw that you're like, I'm gonna write a book, and I was like, Fuck, I have to finish that book I started <laughs> three years ago. My book is also going to be historical <laughs> drama about werewolves and vampires or fucking whatever. Uh, How about I just give you my book and you finish writing deal. it? <laughs> we can, uh, what was her last name? Co-author. Fucking Bo Ruder. <laughs> It'll be like Derail Bo Ruder. Let's do it. Uh, and wishing you the angriest possible decade uh, in the 2020s. I personally really hope that uh, all this angriness keeps spinning out of control because we will always have a podcast and things to talk about.
Yeah, and I just want to say thank everybody for listening. It means a lot to me that you, for whatever reason, like listening to me and Derek talk. Like, you, we used to have to do these conversations in public where people would just hear us involuntarily. Yeah, or force us to go to another room where they didn't have to hear us involuntarily. Yeah. But you invite us in, and that actually means a lot to me. So it, thank you. It does. That was that was a nice tender moment, Dale. Let's end on that. Until next week. Stay angry.